Welcome to another message of hope from Gateway Family Church. For more information or to contact us, please visit gateway.asn.au. One, two, three! You guys can do way better than that. One, two, three! One more time and let's see some energy. One, two, three. Ah, uh, you're all comedians. All right. Can I please get Katie, Emily, and Danny up here? There's a party hat for you, and I'm coming out for you. Party up for you, and yeah, you should take a streamer. You should, you should, yeah, you take a, you should take a streamer. You should, you should, you should take, take a streamer. <laughs> take a streamer. Yeah. All right. Take us away, Katie. I'll start. Um, well, this person um, is amazing because they always will just step in um, if like there's any gap ever needed. So say like life groups, if we're like, oh crap, we need someone to also make dinner as well as do the diva, this person will be like, oh yeah, cool, I'll do it. Like, no worries, I can do two things at once. Um, and also like they're always just serving with like such a great attitude. So like never complaining about having to do anything or um, anything like that and they always have a smile on their face and are always a really good person to talk to and are really encouraging and always seeking after God so they're awesome um I have had the pleasure of getting to know this girl um over the past couple of years (laughs) she's so yeah so incredible so genuine um she has such a beautiful heart and she serves with happiness and she serves with love and it's so incredible to see her constantly seeking growth and um, constantly developing in her faith and she really just always takes it to the next level every time and she's always seeking God and it's yeah so amazing and um, even though she's younger than me I'm always learning things from her and yeah it's really amazing she's such a beautiful girl. Uh, yeah I agree with what the girls said and um, yeah this person just encourages me with my faith even when uh, she's going through a hard time she's always encouraging me and um, telling me to seek after God and um, we do the same with each other and she's just yeah really encouraging every single day if I'm going through a hard time or if I'm going through a good time she's always there to encourage and um, keep my faith up I guess yeah Uh, and this person is can we get a drum roll please Alicia Goldsworthy yeah Have a shiny silver hat. Thanks, guys. So whenever you see Alicia running around with that silver, silver hat, please make sure that you go up and give her an encouragement. Awesome. All right, so can I get you guys to settle? Settle, please. We have a really cool person coming to speak to you now. His interests include cricket and running people over in golf carts. He's a very smart man that loves you guys so much, so please give a warm round of applause to Sinjin. (laughs) 
I'll have you know I only ran somebody over in a golf cart two or three times. Uh, <laughs> wow. It's just, it's kind of, it's like, it's really hard to get you guys excited about, like, doing a barn dance, isn't it? But, like, it's really excited to get you, it's really easy to get you excited about running people over with golf carts, who knew? I, uh, somebody left this phone on the table, uh, so I thought we should get a selfie on it while, uh, while we're here. Is everyone ready? All right, everyone ready? Three, two, one. Yeah, nice. Good one, whoever's phone that is. Crystal! Free selfie just for you, hey. Hey, uh, I'm really excited. Yeah, my name is Singe, as, uh, as you heard. I'm really excited to be talking to you tonight. Um, I shared a little bit about what I'm going to be talking about tonight with the leaders on Wednesday night because I'm just that excited about it. I actually did something that I do very rarely this ter- uh, this, uh, in this youth group, which is that this night, I didn't really plan a topic for. I kind of left it open. I, I, and, and this might sound a bit weird to you if you don't know much about Jesus or God. That's cool. Just just stick with me for a second. But uh, I just really felt, and this is like three months ago, that this night needed to be open because a topic was going to come up. A topic was going to come to my attention. And lo and behold, uh, somewhat unexpectedly, but at the same time, because I believe that God comes through for us, a topic came through. And I am very excited to be sharing with you about this topic. Kind of. Um like ideally it would be, ideally I wouldn't have to share about this topic, that's all I'm saying, like ideally this would be a non-topic, but we're going there anyway, it's all good. This is like, I just wish I could do like a show of hands for how many people here thought I was about to launch into a sex talk after that intro, like how many, how many of you, yeah, home free guys, just chill, it's not where we're headed tonight, Yo, you're all good, hey. <laughs> Wow, it's no easier way to get the Year Seven girls giggling, is there? <laughs> this is this is quickly turning into a comedy. This is quickly turning into a comedy routine. I need to get on track. Hey, uh, who here has ever who here has ever felt overlooked in life? Whether it was at school, whether it's with your friends whether it's at home because of that pesky sibling who always gets all the attention and you never get any of the attention. I was that. I was the, I was the sibling that never got any attention in my family as well. <laughs> I'm an only child. Anyone who doesn't know, I'm an only child. That was an extra joke. That was an extra joke, Kane. Um, hey, I think we've all we've all felt overlooked at some point, but I think the reality is we've we all overlook people all the time. We walk into places and our eyes just slide past people until we see the people that we're looking for. We do it at youth, we do it at church, we do it at work, we do it at school. It happens when we walk into most social situations. You walk in to a room and you look for the people you know, you look for your friends. It's not a crime. It's no crime. And it's how we're naturally wired. That's what we do. We walk into places and we look for the people that we know. But you know, one of the things that Jesus does time and time again, and if you're in this place for the first time, you don't know much about Jesus, we're going to talk about Jesus a little bit tonight. But one of the things he does time after time is challenge our natural wiring. 
and try and encourage us to change our natural wiring to a kingdom wiring where it's not about us. It's not about how we feel. It's not about filling our own needs. It's actually about something much, much bigger than ourselves. And Jesus did this the whole time he was on earth, the whole time he was walking around. He, he had this knack for finding people who were overlooked. Let me share you the story that a lot of you will have heard. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. We'll call him Zach. He was the chief tax collector in the region. People hate tax collectors. They hate them now and they hated them back then. And he had become very rich from being a tax collector. Tax collector. He tried to look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. Hands up, people who are too short to see over the crowd. Yeah, that's me. He was too short to see over the crowd, so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree beside the road because he knew Jesus was going to pass by that way. And when Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus. Just hold up a second. Who here is walking around looking for people in the tops of trees? What is Jesus looking up in a tree for? Anyway, he looks... When Jesus comes by, he looks up at Zacchaeus in the tree and calls him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, I said I was going to call him Zach, but I totally forgot about that. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Jesus was the master of inviting himself to people's houses. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But normally, when you see something unfair like this happening, someone who's not liked in society having something good happen to them, this group of people comes out, and normally in the Bible, they're called the people. It says in here, it says here, says here, but the people were displeased. (laughs) Who would have thought? They're never happy, the people. He's gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner or that weird guy, that nerd, that bully, that, that girl who got knocked up at school. They grumbled that Jesus was going to have a meal with Zacchaeus. But you know what Jesus' mission was and is that no one should have to sit alone And as was the case with the meal at Zacchaeus' place, the people he chose to sit with continually surprised those around him. At Gateway Youth, we believe that Jesus is our example for how to live life. If making sure that nobody sits alone was his mission, it should be our mission as well. You know, statistics and our experience collectively as a youth group and my experience personally as a youth worker has told me that bullying is a very real and very present issue in young people's lives. That's not much of a leap to say that sort of sentence, is it? Both obvious bullying, but sometimes stuff that happens that's a little bit more undercover And you know, interestingly, I think the people who are bullied a bit more covertly, a bit more under the surface, they find it a little bit harder. It's it's easy to ask for help when other people can see what's going on. But sometimes it's hard to ask for help when people can't see what's going on. And in doing some reading about this topic, I found a very disturbing, 
But when I thought about it, unsurprising statistic about bullying. This is an Australian statistic. But peers are present as onlookers in 87% of bullying interactions. So basically, all the time in this study that somebody felt bullied, somebody else they knew who wasn't the bully was also there looking on and doing nothing about it in nearly all of the cases. And that is crazy. And I think that's actually probably quite realistic because once you start thinking about this this bullying, or maybe not active bullying, maybe just something that feels like bullying, this being overlooked, this not being noticed as much as some of the other people. I think that for a lot of us, being overlooked sometimes feels like bullying. And it happens when we're standing in a circle with all of our friends. So what exactly am I talking about when I talk about people being overlooked? I'm talking about that person who doesn't get picked when you're picking teams or picking partners for projects. I'm talking about the people who are getting roasted all in good fun, but it's getting a bit tiring for them now because it happens every day. Talking about the people who are trying to avoid being a target by just sucking it up because that way maybe they'll get left alone. I'm talking about people who are being left out of group chats on Facebook or left out of that joke on some other form of social media. I'm talking about the people that you chose not to invite to that thing you had the other weekend. You know, I've been doing youth work for a long time, and there's, there's a reason that I still do it, and it's because my heart breaks for the young people out there, and by out there I mean in this room, who find themselves in that spot, who are doing their best to stay strong, and put on a brave face, even though every day they go to school and they feel like they're being knocked down again and again. Who are experiencing what it feels like to have friends, but still feel totally alone some days. My brothers and sisters who are going through daily, daily the battle of putting on a mask, of pretending to be okay, but not actually being okay. And I want you to know that as a that me and, and as a youth group, we're here for people like you. And as a sidebar, I want to talk about a couple of phrases, one of the phrases that I just mentioned before. And I actually, as I've been reflecting on this for the last month or so, I've actually, I've actually come to hate these two phrases that I'm about to talk to you about. And I, for a long time, have thought that they were relatively harmless. But I've decided that they are not okay and that you guys need to know that they're not Okay. These are the two phrases, roasted and banter. I hate those phrases now. And a lot of you know what I'm talking about. Here's some examples. As in, I'm not being mean. It's just banter. Or as in, or as in, you should have seen James roasting Matt today. It was an absolute classic. We've all heard people say that lately. I've heard people say it, and I have uttered those words too, as much as I hate them now. You know, I think that those two phrases started pretty harmlessly, but I also think that they have become a problem. If you care about people around you, both your friends and the people that you don't know so well, here's a hard truth for you. Stop using those phrases 
to minimize the damage that you're doing to other people. Stop using those phrases to make it okay to bully others. Stop using those phrases to tell people who are hurting that they're soft and they should just suck it up. A lot of people, including some of the people in this room, are using those phrases to leave situations feeling good when you don't deserve to leave those situations feeling good. So I'll get back onto the main track now. I hate those words now. So what does this all mean? Whether you know Jesus or not, this should be a place where you feel safe, where you feel accepted no matter what, and where you feel like you can talk about your struggles to a leader honestly and openly. And in that vein, if there's anything I've spoken about tonight that's hit a nerve, whether it's because you're hurting because of what somebody's doing, or whether it's because you've realized, maybe inadvertently, that you're hurting somebody, we're here to talk, we're here to talk with you about that. Talk to one of your leaders. Talk to me. We're here to help, no matter what. If you don't know Jesus, you need to know that we follow a God who does not want you to have to try and struggle and strive to make it through life. Not only are the people here trying their best to show Jesus' heart to you in flesh and blood, in the way we live, in the way we lead, in the way we run this youth group, but Jesus wants more than that. He wants to transform your life from the inside out, not just from the outside in. You are in a great, safe place where you can ask more questions about what that means. And I would encourage you to do that. So if you want to join us, if you want to join me on my, my, my challenge to see people not feel overlooked, to get rid of those two phrases from your vocabulary, roasted and banter, whether it's just because you want to make a dent in that culture because you don't like it just because of who you are, or because you're following Jesus and you want to better represent him to those around you, here's some ideas on where to start making a dent in that culture. Literally, physically, don't let people sit alone. Literally, at lunch, at youth, in the foyer before church, when you're at the footy, around the club, whatever it is, if you see somebody sitting alone, just go say hi. Go have a conversation. It might be as awkward as all get out, but you don't know what it's going to mean to that person. And above and beyond that, apart from just looking for people who are sitting alone, be willing to seek out the people who might just be feeling overlooked, knowing that they might not immediately be showing that on the surface. You're going to have to seek that out. Remember that banter, roasting, whatever you call it, is super risky if you're doing it around people that you like. And Let's be honest, if we're following Jesus' example, we shouldn't be doing that around people we don't like either. It's super easy for it to escalate and hurt someone. So my suggestion to you would be to just avoid that completely. Now, I'm realistic. I am absolutely realistic. And I know that I say things that put people down for a laugh, right? I totally get that. And I'm not a killjoy, And what I'm telling you is I'm not perfect at that. 
But what I'm really tired of about those two words is that it's excuses for something that you're doing. So here's my suggestion to you, and this is what I try to do and what I'm going to try to do even more now. Somewhere along the line, we're going to say something that's hurtful, and it might even be funny, and that's probably why we're going to say it. But you can disarm the sting of that conversation by adding encouragement afterwards or by seeking that person out and making sure that they are actually okay. And the last suggestion I have for you is that it is super easy to simply ask somebody, hey man, are you actually all good? Like, are you really all good? It's this super easy question to ask. But I was thinking about it this week, and for some reason we seem to be wired to avoid asking people that question. Like, it's going to hurt our reputation to ask people that question. Like, people aren't going to think we're cool because we care about them. But the reality is that I have never, never thought less of someone who is willing to ask me that question. And I may not have wanted to talk about what was wrong at that moment, but I have always appreciated that somebody cared enough to ask. Asking opens an opportunity for somebody to talk right then and there. But above and beyond that, if they don't want to talk about it, if it hurts too much, whatever it is, it's an opportunity for you to identify yourself to your friends as someone who is willing to talk about those things if something changes in the future. And again, you know what? If you're following Jesus and you're worried about, I'm a guy, so just bear with me, girls. You need to insert your own slang here, but... If you're worried about hurting your reputation with the boys more than you're worried about introducing them to Jesus, then something's like out of balance there. Hey, like it's obvious once I say it out loud that something's out of balance about that, but that's, that's up to you guys. And I don't know what the girl version of the boys is, but that's for you. The boys. Claire says it's the boys for the girls. Okay. Great. Uh, um... You know, I wanted to come up with something to make this last beyond just a talk because, you know, I can hear that it's a quiet room tonight while I'm talking about that and I'm not worried about that because I think the reality is that this message is connecting with you guys. So I'm not worried about the fact that it's a little bit quiet or that it's been a little bit awkward. That's cool with me, but I just wanted this to not just be a one-night thing where like tonight you're sitting here like, yeah, actually, I shouldn't do that. And then you walk out the door and the reality is that by Monday morning... You've totally forgotten about this conversation. And the next thing you know, it's in, I don't know what it's called. What's the start of school called? It was called like form assembly when I was in school. It was like a long time ago. Homeroom, cool. I'm down with the lingo, guys. Next thing you know, it'll be Monday. You'll be in homeroom and you'll find yourself saying roasted just like you did last Monday. So I had this really, really great idea, like this really great idea, and I thought that it was awesome and that I'd come up with this idea, and then it turned out that somebody else had totally come up with it, but we're going ahead with it anyway. Here's our plan, Gateway Youth. It's my plan. Um, it's totally mine. It's not mine. Okay, so I have this, uh, this wristband on my wrist. It's got some like fluoro spots and stuff on it. I don't know. It's, uh, it's got stuff on it. Fancy, right? We're going to hand out a bunch like this. There's options if you don't like bright yellow and orange. There's some like other colors. And there's also like a bit of a plainer one. Like if you want to be a bit more under the radar when you're wearing it, like got options. Options is a good thing. But the idea is, the idea is grab one, tie it up, 
put it on your wrist. And then this coming week, this coming month, this coming rest of the year, whenever you see it, these are the two questions you're going to ask yourself. To simplify all this, we're coming back to two questions. Who is sitting alone? Sitting alone. Not necessarily physically, but who is sitting alone right now? And if somebody is, go do something about it. And the second question, who can I ask, are you all good? And if there's somebody you can ask, you go and ask them. Is that pretty simple? And this is not just for at youth. This is for at church when you're in the foyer before the service. This is for when you're at the footy club. This is for wherever you are. And it's also about, like Jesus, being aware of people outside of your immediate group, looking for those people who are overlooked. And secondly, like asking that question, are you really good? I want this, I want this wristband, I want this wristband to be, to let other people know that you're a safe person to talk to when life isn't going all right for them. And for you to know that somebody wearing that wristband is looking out for the people who are overlooked who is going to try and understand what you have to say and who isn't going to laugh at you or tell you to suck it up. I am really excited about this. I'm re- I mean, I'm really excited about lots of stuff all the time, but I'm like really excited about this. Because, you know, I just absolutely believe that if the young people in this room will make a commitment to carry this change into their schools and into their families and not just for a weekend or just for a week, but for longer than that. Maybe, and maybe this is crazy talk, maybe like into the rest of your lives, that this will have a profound impact. That we'll see amazing things happen in this place, but also that you will just see amazing things happen in the group of friends and in a group of friends that you're not yet friends with. I'm believing that God is doing something in our midst right now. I'm believing that God is talking to some of you specifically about this. That there's some people out there who are saying, oh yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I get that. People are mean to me sometimes. But then there's some other people out there who are feeling this on a different plane, who are like going, yes, that's me. I want to do something about that. I'm going to be part of changing that culture in my school. And even if it's just me by myself, I can come back here on Friday nights. I can come back to life groups on Friday nights and talk about how it's going. And I might be one person in my footy club. I might be one person at my workplace. I might be one person at my school. But I'm going to choose to make a difference. Let me just take a moment to pray. Hey, Lord, I just want to thank you so much, so much uh, for the incredible opportunity to share this message, Lord. And I just pray that right now you would be talking to some people in this place in a new way, Lord, in a lasting way, not in a way that's just exciting for one night, Lord, but in a, in a way that carries forward into their weeks and into their months and into their years, that you will be doing a new thing in them, Lord. I just pray that the youth in this room, whether they know you or not yet, that they would just see people they haven't seen before, that they would go back to their school this week and they would say, hey, I've never noticed that kid. He doesn't look happy. Hey, I just noticed my friends are being really mean to this guy and I hadn't noticed that it's always him. Lord, I just pray that you would be bringing those people to our attention so that we can change something and point them towards you, God. Just be working in these people's lives. And Lord, I just want to pray for the people in this room who are hurting, who are hurting because of the actions of others, who are hurting because of the way people speak to them. And Lord, I just pray that you would bring the peace that only you can bring. I just pray that 
you would bring the relief that only you could bring. And that coming in behind that, the people who choose to take up this cause would rally around those people. That those people who don't have someone to talk to right now would be able to find somebody new because they would see somebody wearing this wristband in their school, Lord. I just pray that this wristband deal would be bigger than tonight. That it would last. Lord, we just thank you so much for what you're doing in our church, and our youth group, and our lives. In your name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Gateway Family Church. We hope you join us again for another great message next week. For more information or to contact us, head to gateway.asn.au.